If you're a bride living in or planning their wedding in the Hudson Valley region of New York, then this podcast is for you. This is Hudson Valley Bride, where we'll chat with established wedding vendors in the area to get their expert tips, advice, and best practices so your wedding planning experience can run as smoothly as possible. Hello and welcome to the Hudson Valley Bride podcast. I'm Christina Lemmy and I'm very pleased to have Debbie Brunges from Autumn is for You as my guest today. Debbie is a flower farmer and floral designer whose talent is creating unique and sustainable floral creations for weddings, holidays, and events. Welcome to the show, Debbie. Thank you, Christina. To start off, I just wanted to get some history about you and your company. When did you get started? Why did you get started? Tell me a little bit about yourself. Oh, I'd be happy to. I've always been a gardener. I've always been a farmer. I began in the industry um, while I was in college as a horticultural therapist, designing gardens for wheelchair accessibility. I worked at the New York Botanical Gardens. I studied floral design, farming, and horticultural therapy, which I loved. As time went on, I realized that working with children was where I wanted to be. So for 37 years, I worked in education with special needs children uh, for Orange Ulster Boses here in Orange County, New York. I became a principal, which I was for over 15 or so years. And during that time, I continued to incorporate gardening and horticultural therapy with my students because it was very therapeutic. I realized it was very therapeutic for me as well. And after I retired, I started a small flower business, which has grown to be a medium to small flower business, serving people for weddings, events, occasions with fresh cut flowers, arrangements, arches, and whatever we decide to design together. Oh, that's beautiful. I have a great appreciation for beautiful gardens. I, however, am the exact opposite of you. I am not a gardener. I can barely keep houseplants alive. So I'm just in awe that, uh, you know, your knowledge and your talent, obviously, for putting bouquets and arrangements together, because I've glanced at your website and your creations are just beautiful. Thank you. I find that working with people on all ends of the spectrum is exciting. I often work with people who have way more floral experience than I do and are a little more artsy than I am. So it's fun when we work together to create something that's sustainable, something that's going to last for them and something that's practical. Then on the other end of the spectrum, when people really don't know too much about floral design or what it takes to make a bouquet or an arch or even a garden, They learn so quickly because it's so very exciting and it begins to come natural to them. And oftentimes we we move from this kind of tight oval shaped bouquet into a more airy bouquet and they really design it themselves. I just help and they feel proud to hold it in whatever occasion they have. Oh, that's beautiful. Can you clarify for me what exactly sustainable means? Sustainability in gardening and the floral industry can be very challenging because it adds some time and creativity to your designs. Oftentimes in the past, we use floral foam, which is a block of foam that allows you to simply stick the flowers in and they stay where they're put. The problem with floral foam is that it is completely non-biodegradable. It will last forever. 
So florists around the world actually have worked very, very diligently to find products that allow us to completely eliminate floral foam, even in arches and bouquets. What we use now is a coated chicken wire, which can go over your vessel and allows you to have the flowers stay in place, allows your flowers to drink the water that you can pour in and allows an airy feel to your product without using floral foam. Holly Chapel has also designed reusable items that you can use in your vessels, and they're called either floral pillows or floral domes. They work as chicken wire. They're just a little easier to hide as a mechanic with your arrangements. Being sustainable also means that you use any flowers that you can that are grown locally so that they're not shipped from Ecuador, Brazil, Hawaii, which requires, you know, quite a bit of ice or frozen products that often are also not sustainable and and not renewable or reusable. So our goal is to renew and reduce products that are not renewable or eco-friendly. Okay, great. Because that's a word that I've heard so frequently and Full disclosure, I just never really knew what the definition was, so I appreciate you clarifying that. You're welcome. It's, it's a, it is kind of a new buzzword, but it's not a new concept. I think that oftentimes we always try to do what's best for our customers and the environment, and now there's just different ways to do it because more people are thinking about it and designing. Non-floral people sometimes can be more creative in knowing what materials are best to use. So as a florist for Ordemis for You, I tap into that very, very often. Nice. That's terrific. Now, when brides come to you, do they have any idea of what they want? Do they bring pictures or do they let you have full creative authority over the design? Great question. I have not met a bride who has said to me, I'm getting married in August, do whatever you want. (laughs) And I'm glad about that because then their wedding would be Debbie's wedding. So when brides come to me, they also come on a spectrum. Some of them come with an entire mood board, which is a board of, of just pictures that brings her throughout the day. A lot of those pictures come from Pinterest. Mm-hmm. We love Pinterest. Pinterest is great, but Pinterest is usually not who the bride really is. What we end up doing is just talking, not about flowers at first. I want to know who the bride is, who her family is, who her husband-to-be is going to be, where she chose to get married, and why. Oftentimes, brides choose to get married in their mom's backyard or in a elopement situation or in a destination wedding. And there's often some very, very beautiful, but serious reasons for choosing where they're getting married. So if you're choosing to get married, say in your mom's backyard, what I want to know is why, and then let's take a walk. And oftentimes as we walk through someone's wedding venue, whether it's a venue that they're purchasing or that they've grown up in, we can see different areas of that setting that will just introduce to us what flowers are going to go with that. Mom might have in August a 
a field of Shasta daisies. And the bride will end up telling me, well, my grandma planted those. So wouldn't it be beautiful then to include some of those Shasta daisies as a floral crown in her arrangements or on the table so that she can bring her grandma into the setting? So most important is that I get to know the bride, who she is, what makes her tick, so that we can incorporate her love for life and her family and her husband's family into the floral arrangements. So the arrangements will speak to who she is rather than who that person was on Pinterest. Well, that's really beautiful. I love that. I love that much more personal touch. I got married a million years ago and it was pretty much, you know, okay, well, what color are your bridesmaid dresses? And you pick flowers that coordinated, you know, with the dresses. So I, I like your approach. It's much more uh, personal brides remember back in the day you know when your mom paid for your wedding and your dad paid for your wedding they also picked the flowers and now brides are responsible for most parts of their wedding so everything really becomes more of them some of my most enjoyable meetings with brides includes the mother of the bride and the mother of the groom-to-be at the meetings and we're able to kind of coordinate all of the feels that everyone has because it's a dream come true when someone decides to get married and flowers are a big part of it. Oh, absolutely. Do you have any memorable stories of brides or weddings or a favorite uh, design that you created? I'm not really sure if I have a favorite except for uh, my daughter's wedding in Spain, but I wasn't the florist for that. Maybe that's why it was <laughs> my favorite, right? Because <laughs> I just was handed a beautiful bouquet and, and just felt real pretty with it. But I think that maybe one of them would be a bride that um, had roots in South Africa, yet all of her flowers were summer flowers, peonies and sunflowers and a few snapdragons. And there was something about the glow in her face that was missing. And I, I, I couldn't quite figure it out. And then we walked around the inside of her house and I saw pictures. And I said, who is this? And that flower is incredible. And it was her great-great-grandmother. And the flower that her grandmother was holding was called a protea, P-R-O-T-E-A. And that is the national flower of South Africa. And I asked her what she thought about perhaps incorporating that flower as part of her bouquet. Uh, and it was just, it, the light went on. She knew then who she was and what she wanted to do. So her bouquet was a protea flower with just some ferns around it and a, and a ribbon that captured the colors of her bridesmaids. It was way more simple than she planned in terms of appearance but it was way more in-depth in terms of who she was and who her family was as they came to America. Oh, wow. You gave me chills with that. That's, that's beautiful. <laughs> I honestly, <laughs> when should brides come to you? Like what's, what's the ideal time frame during the wedding planning cycle that brides should contact you to start talking, brainstorming and going through with the, the design? Brides come to me at, at different phases of their wedding planning, which, which is fine. Um, some brides pick the venue first. Most brides pick the venue first and then come to their florist. Some brides go to their florist first and then we work together. I am really not an event planner, but I sure do love to help people choose a site that's going to be the right site for the season and the weather. Brides, it's 
become so different since COVID. Sometimes people are now afraid to plan ahead and that's Mm. okay, especially if you can be flexible, because if you want some real exotic flowers that have to be sourced from other areas, we need lots of time these days to get our hands on those flowers. But if you're kind of a last minute planner and you're comfortable with that, last minute is uh, fine with me. I was just at a Boston florist called Consider the Lilies working this past weekend and a couple came in and they were eloping and we were in the middle of Mother's Day and a prom and a wedding. And sure enough, we stopped everything and met these young people and gave them the flowers that they want and a boutonniere for him. And they were off off on their way to Martha's Vineyard on the ferry. Oh, beautiful. Any timing works. We, we, We can make anything work. If you're flexible, if you want specific certain things and you're not going to steer away from that, you probably are the kind of type of person that plans ahead anyway, and it's going to work that way as well. Okay, awesome. Why don't you share with us your contact info and your social info so brides know how to reach you? Okay, I have a website and it's called Autumn is for You. It's www.autumnisforyou.com. I'm very thankful to have that website because it was a Christmas present from my three kids and my daughter-in-law and son-in-law for me. So they helped me design it in the back of my car to have a URL code. Nice. So that's, that's, yeah, that's the best, best way to um, contact me. I also have an Instagram, uh, which is Deborah Brunches and Autumn is for You on Facebook. Excellent. So lots of ways for people to contact you. That's true. Debbie, I appreciate your time this morning. All the best to you. I appreciate being on your podcast and I look forward to meeting other people and continuing to work together. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. What are the next steps? Brides, please like our Facebook page at HV Bride Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram with that same handle, HV Bride Podcast. If you're a wedding vendor, you can be a guest on this podcast. We are also open to chatting about sponsorship and advertising opportunities. Please send an email to podcast at hudsonvalleybride.com and we'll get in touch. And be sure to check out our website, hudsonvalleybride.com, where you'll find wedding planning articles as well as all the podcast episodes. Congratulations to all of our Hudson Valley Brides. And here's a champagne toast to fun wedding planning.